which the yellow-haired man plainly heard the straining of the heavy door, as if something outside pushed powerfully upon it. He half-turned, his hand at his sword. But the man in the ermine robe hissed an urgent warning. Stay, do not break the chain, and on your life do not go to the door. The yellow-haired man shrugged and turned back, and then he stopped short, staring. In the jade sarcophagus lay a living man, a tall, lusty man, naked, white of skin and dark of hair and beard. He lay motionless, his eyes wide open and blank and unknowing as a newborn babe's. On his breast the great jewel smouldered and sparkled. The man in ermine reeled as if from some let-down of extreme tension. Ishtar, he gasped. It is Zaltotun, and he lives. Valerius, Tarakus, Almeric. Do you see? Do you see? You doubted me, but I have not failed. We have been close to the open gates of hell this night, and the shapes of darkness have gathered close about us. Aye, they followed him to the very door. But we have brought the great magician back to life. And damned our souls to purgatory's everlasting, I doubt not muttered the small dark man, Taraskus. The yellow-haired man, Valerius, laughed harshly. What purgatory can be worse than life itself? So we're all damned together from birth. Besides, who would not sell his miserable soul for a throne? There's no intelligence in his stare, Erastes, said the large man. He has been long dead, answered Erastes. He is as one newly awakened, his mind is empty after a long sleep. Nay, he was dead, not sleeping. We brought his spirit back over the voids and gulfs of night and oblivion. I will speak to him. He bent over the foot of the sarcophagus, and fixing his gaze on the wide dark eyes of the man within, he said slowly, Awake, Zaltotan. The lips of the man moved mechanically. Zaltotan, he repeated in a groping whisper. You are Zaltotan, exclaimed Erastes, like a hypnotist driving home his suggestions. You are Zaltotan of Python in Acheron. A dim flame flickered in the dark eyes. I was Zaltotan, he whispered. I am dead. You are Zaltotan, cried Erastes. You are not dead, you live. I am Zaltotan, came the eerie whisper. But I am dead. In my house, in Kemi, in Stygia, there I died. And the priests who poisoned you mummified your body with their dark arts, keeping all your organs intact, proclaimed Erastes. But now you live again. The heart of Araman has restored your life drawn your spirit back from space and eternity. The heart of Araman! The flame of remembrance grew stronger. The barbarian stole it from me. He remembers, muttered Orestes. Lift him from the case. The others obeyed hesitantly, as if reluctant to touch the man they had recreated, and they seemed not easier in their minds when they felt firm muscular flesh vibrant with blood and life beneath their fingers. But they lifted him upon the table, and Erastes clothed him in a curious dark velvet robe, splashed with gold stars and crescent moons, and fastened a cloth of gold fillet about his temples, 
confining the black wavy locks that fell to his shoulders. He let them do as they would, saying nothing, not even when they set him in a carven throne-like chair with a high ebony back and wide silver arms and feet like golden claws. He sat there, motionless, and slowly intelligence grew in his dark eyes and made them deep and strange and luminous. It was as if long-sunken witch-lights floated slowly up through the midnight pools of darkness. Erastes cast a furtive glance at his companions, who stood staring in morbid fascination at their strange guest. Their iron nerves had withstood an ordeal that might have driven weaker men mad. He knew it was with no weaklings that he conspired, but men whose courage was as profound as their lawless ambitions and capacity for evil. He turned his attention to the figure in the ebon black chair, and this one...